0: indeed. Yes, indeed. You are now tuned in to the hottest podcast across the land, the hottest podcast across the globe, and definitely the hottest podcast on the Podbean app. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is, this is Mix Your Variety. I'm your host, Patient Zero. Give it up on time. Give it up on time. Yes, in. Indeed, here we are once again, once again, ladies and gentlemen, what is up, what is happening, what is cracking, what is going down? Welcome. Welcome to the show. This is mixture of variety, like I said. And I'm your boy, Patient Zero. And I'm going to be rocking out with my cock out for the next hour. This is my favorite time of day slash night which is 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we go live Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. That is the live show. Appreciate that show, Will. Sharing the show, appreciate that, appreciate that. That is a live show. So if you can get in here on a live show, I definitely recommend that that's where the action is you know what i mean that's where the participation is and we obviously encourage participation interaction all the above if you have a bad memory like me you can follow me on podbean and it'll tell you when we go live 9 p.m eastern monday through friday you'll get a little notification and then you can join the room if you're not feeling that way or you want to follow me anyway and still get you know still get forgetful. Like me, somebody that has a horrible memory. I would say put it in your planner, put it in your calendar, on your phone. Tell Alexa or Google to remind you. Or my favorite way, which I recommend to everybody, is just write a little tattoo on your kid's forehead. Because I know you're probably, you know, busy with your kids at that time. If not work, if not pandemic shit, if not world shit, I know how it is. The world gets in the way. Little tattoo mixture of variety 9pm on your kid's forehead. I think that works best. But either way, if you can't join us for the live show, I definitely forgive you. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Every single show that we record is uploaded to our Podbean page. And every single show that we record is unedited before it gets uploaded. So basically even if you're not listening to the show exactly at the right time live, you'll still be hearing it like it is live. Get it? Because it's a live show and it's unedited and you're going to feel like you're a part of the show anyway. So that's where it's at. Now, listen, if you're not a beaner and you don't even know what pod bean is, Unless you're coming in the live room, that's probably the only way you're going to know. But if you listen to or you find out about this show through Instagram or a different way, then that's right. You can also catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So we're always there as well, and it gets uploaded. The shows get uploaded every day, or I want to say every other day, I think. I think all of them are good except for Apple. Kind of, kind of gets a little bit slow with that shit, but it is what it is, and uh, that's the show. And honestly, I mean, I'm hoping that you guys are tuning in and, you know, our downloads are cool on Podbean. You know, our downloads on Spotify are cool. We need to get the numbers up a little bit on uh, – get them up a little bit on Apple. That will be happy. I'd be happy to see that. But, you know, here I am talking all the shit, and you guys don't even know – what the show is about. Maybe you just stumbled upon it, let's say. Or maybe you just heard about it and you said, what? Makes you of Variety. What the fuck is that? Let me check it out. Well, I definitely suggest that you do check it out. And also tell a friend and tell a stranger that you're social distancing with in the store. Because the thing is, this is the hottest podcast across the land. Like I say in the intro. It is a variety show podcast, which means we talk about anything and Everything. Anything from addiction and mental health to having sex with gay midget aliens and everything in between, of course. So you never really know what we're going to talk about. The only way you will know what we're talking about that night is if you follow us on Instagram, which is at mixture of variety. Simple as that, at mixture of variety. If you follow us on Instagram, then you will see that I post a flyer, a poster, whatever you call it. I call them flyers poster about four or five hours before the show. And it is dedicated to what we were talking about that night. So that is the easy way to find out what we are talking about to see if you're going to be interested or not. Because the thing is, I'll be honest, this is our 81st show. There's not going to be you're not going to be interested in everything that we drop. You're not going to you're not going to have an interest in every single uh, show that we did. No fucking way. But there's gonna be most episodes that you are interested in i promise you that and if you're not interested in an episode somebody else will be interested in an episode and that's how it works and that's kind of like our mix of downloads you never know who you're gonna get but overall just a short list just to cover a short list of what we do talk about so i'm not here all night is mental illness mental health addiction Sobriety recovery, which actually we are talking about tonight, and I will get to that in a minute. Experiences in a halfway house or rehab, which we'll also kind of be talking about tonight, because that's part of my experience and my sober story. LGBT life, shouts to my LGBT people, of course, always living the life and doing a damn thing. And... Uh, Representing for us, relationships; those are always a trip. Current events and news—usually only if it's good news. We only report on good news, and for the majority, the stuff that's not being record, um, reported in the media or on the regular mainstream news, we try to pick stories from around the world that are positive, uplifting, and, mo- and motivational. Because that's just what we do here. Sex, of course, of course, of course. We talk about sex we talk about sex probably more than we should (laughs) um but there's nothing wrong with that you know sex sells everybody likes hearing about sex everybody likes talking about sex so it is what it is we we meaning my co-host nikki p and i we do the sex show on friday and we both are you know we both have very dirty minds and we record the show butt ass naked and it is always a trip and it is so much fun and promise to get you guys hot and bothered and your screen will be fogged up and the whole nine. No holes bar um, and we're not embarrassed to say anything. So remember, sex is dedicated to Friday and Friday is dedicated to sex. It's as simple as that. If you can't catch any of the other shows, start your weekend off right with our sex show. OK, that's enough of that poetry show coming soon hip-hop music you know i always cover the versus battles um anytime they pop off or whenever they are uh that's the only time that i go over an hour on my show because it's usually about an hour and a half or so um i don't ever want it to stop those versus battles are everything to me and they're like mini super bowls to me as you know a a absolute huge hip-hop fan for 30 years Uh, I can't get enough of those, so I absolutely love reporting on them, I love commentating, I love discussing it, and I absolutely love to play the music live as well. Illegally, for the most part. But it is what it is. That's neither here nor there. And we do have some other hip-hop shows as well, like Top 10, you know, MCs of all time, Top 50 groups, all that shit, you know how it goes. Conspiracy theorists is always... I don't want to say always, but for the most part, at least now for our 80 shows that we have done, it has mainly been about UFOs and aliens, because Nikki P and I are obsessed with UFOs and aliens, and there are always a lot of topics to cover in conspiracy theories, but we definitely are uh, more on that side of ufos and aliens and it's always a blast uh the stuff that we talk about um you know sightings or area 51 or other shit it's sporadic we don't talk about it too much but like i said we have this whole list you know and this is just a small list of stuff that we're talking about so you can imagine we have to keep the shows sporadic as possible Okay, so then I just put random topics because sometimes we just pull random topics out of our ass and that's just how we do. You know, you never know. Some of them are, like I say, some of them are really positive, uplifting, motivational. Some of them are educational, you know, informative. Sometimes I help you guys out and educate and sometimes you guys help me out, educate, and, you know, we'll all learn something and easy way to do that is sharing experience strength and hope which we're going to be doing tonight because if i'm sharing my experience strength and hope in mental illness mental health or addiction you never know who is listening and you never know who's going to pick up my words that i'm leaving on the mic and that goes a hundred percent you know for all of our shows basically um when I first wanted to do a podcast, it definitely wasn't for money or anything. It was just because I had severe mental illness issues, mental health issues. And I've been suffering with addiction my whole life. So I just wanted to be on the mic and see how many people I could touch as far as helping people with addiction and mental illness. You know, and that's just what it was. And it was only supposed to be once a week as well. Then the pandemic pandemic hit. And I was like, well, wait a second. If everybody's home all the time, I'm home all the time. Let's just do it five days a week. Why not? And then it just started to turn into this variety show where we talk about everything. But just because we talk about those informative, educational, you know, like the deep, heavy shit that we talk about sometimes with, you know, it can really get really heavy and and deep. And, you know, I don't know any other synonyms to use, but really hardcore Um Shows that can really touch people and really, you know, I mean, it's happened before. People tear up and will even say that they're tearing up. And there was somebody that wanted to commit suicide on the show, a mental health show. And there was somebody that called in and felt like there was uh, they were a guinea pig for a medication for mental illness. You know, so when I start doing those shows, it's it's heavy. It's like when I get out of those. Shows I have to really realize that even if I am only reaching 50 people, you know, 50 downloads a show, that's 50 people that I wasn't reaching before, and also across the world, you know, not just in my NA meeting in my town. I'm reaching them across the globe. And you never know who's pressing play, you never know who is going to listen. So, to me, on the flip side of that, I also want to keep it balanced because now that we're doing the show five days a week and we've been doing the show five days a week since April, I like to have the more uplifting and positive shows as well. And then also to have, of course, the fun shows, just wilding out, having fun, you know, random questions laughing the whole time you know our sex shows you know stuff like that to balance it out so that's basically that and like i said i could probably talk a whole show as far as what we talk about but uh i feel like it's a new start in a way and i kind of have to reintroduce myself and reinvent myself which i feel like i truly am because I got new equipment over the weekend. I put together a new intro. If you guys haven't heard it, make sure you go back and check it out when I post it tonight, the show. I don't know, I just feel like new energy, you know? New new music, as you can tell, maybe in the background, maybe you can't tell. I like to switch up the music every once in a while. This is the first time I had this music in the background. So we're vibing you know what's the vibes we are vibing here at mixture variety and i don't mind just talking and chilling with you guys because i do not have a co-host with me tonight and i would say that does happen maybe a couple times a week because you know everybody's not on the same schedule as me and also everybody's not dedicated to this as much as i am and also people are not Willing to take their time and energy to do it every single night, but either way, you know I appreciate whoever comes on the show, and I appreciate the people that I do have that are consistent uh, co-hosts. I was going to say special guests, but they're not special guests. I do have my I do have a special guest that is going to be calling in um, this week sometime. Uh, who actually did call in last week and we did a show together. Uh, one of my one of my boys, one of my brothers. And uh, he also rocked with me during the versus battle. And then uh, shouts to Baby K. She is a co-host. You'll see every once in a while. She wants to come every week, you know, once a week. So we're going to hopefully make that happen. And then, of course, Nikki P., who does the show with me twice a week, including the sex show. So above all on this podcast, above all, it's about positive energy and laughs. Positive energy and laughs. If you get nothing else from what I've just been talking about for the last 18 minutes, just make sure that you know and realize that this podcast is all about positive energy and laughs. So I do have to do a quick disclaimer, just like I always do. The disclaimer is, first of all, I'm not a professional in any way. These are just my thoughts, views and opinions. And honestly, tonight, speaking about my sober story, it's also my experience, strength and hope. Okay, so that's what I'm putting on the table tonight. that's what i'm putting on the table tonight but before we actually get into that just because i curse a lot and i talk about some crazy shit the disclaimer is if you are hypersensitive or get butt hurt easy this podcast is definitely not for you sick and twisted dark humor vulgar uncensored language and politically incorrect conversations are just some of the things and fun you'll hear on make sure variety which means listener discretion is definitely advised <laughs> Yes, indeed, everybody, that is Granny, and Granny is also a co-host as well. I forgot to mention, she probably got angry that I didn't mention her, but she was sleeping. Uh, She's in the studio audience, and she comes in every single day, even on the weekends when we don't do shows, and she just wows out, acts a fool, and most of the time goes to sleep. She has Alzheimer's and dementia and never knows what's going on or what day it is, but she is here always, and she always brings a dildo in her bag. Even though we tell her not to because she thinks every single day is the sex show. But that's granting, ladies and gentlemen. Not nah, says password uh, sharing the show. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for sharing the show. Hope everything's good. Hope everything is good. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Like, uh, I just I did a disclaimer. I just said all about the show. I didn't even ask how you guys weekend was. I hope everybody had a good weekend. Um. It is Monday again. I feel like time is going too fast. Uh, I definitely feel like a lot of people are feeling the same way. But, you know, it is what it is. Mom was... Uh, it was a cool weekend. It was just... Um, there was definitely a lot going on. There's definitely a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in my world. There's a lot of chaos and drama and bullshit and madness. And... There is also a lot of stress and anxiety going on, Um, but also having a huge milestone in my recovery, it kind of shook me to my core a little bit because I'm approaching the longest that I've ever been clean and sober, and it's kind of a uh, realization. It's, It's a a huge realization it's a smack in the face it's kind of just like this is real like you you did this you put in all your hard work and you know it's uh basically like i don't want to say the finish line because it's not there's it's never a finish line in recovery it's an all it's a lifetime thing but i just feel like if i can get myself up to where i was at that point where i've had so many relapses and so many you know close calls to death and so many psychiatric hospital visits and you know, the, you know, suicide attempts in the whole nine, if I can get to myself back to that point, you know, seven years ago or so, yeah, seven years ago, then maybe I can just have a new start, a new beginning. And it's really, it's powerful. It's really deep. You know, it's, it's really, it's a very powerful thing for me um, to experience. And, you know, yesterday was 500 fucking days clean and sober. 500 days which is like 16 and a half months and I've been counting the months of course after the year I've been counting the months and uh you know it's always good to have any milestone but it's it's really all about staying in the moment it's all about one day at a time and as I say one minute at a time or one hour at a time because a lot can change within a day Thanks, Longa. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, he, uh, Linga Longa said, is it better than being intoxicated? Absolutely. And you know what? That's the main thing, actually. That's the main ingredient in sobriety is that you have to make sure that your life is better in recovery than it was using because it's very easy to slip back into old ways. Um, very easy to slip back. And sometimes, you know, some days are easier than others and some are harder than others, of course. But what kind of happens is it's a we have like a built in forgetter. So it's just like no matter how bad rock bottom was or we, you know, lost everything or, you know, we got a disease or saw a murder or was prostituting or was uh, homeless or whatever it is. When you start getting some clean time and some sobriety time it's very easy to go back and be like, well, I mean, it wasn't that bad, you know, but we're going to get all into that in a second because I got a lot to talk about, about my sober story. Uh, Lingalonga says, can you half do it? Honest question. If you try to half quit, I don't know anybody that can half quit. No, I'm not, you know, like I said before, I'm not a professional. So maybe like if you asked, uh, professional or a counselor or a case or something like that, or even a therapist or a, you know, a drug counselor or something like that. Maybe they could say something like that. But out of all the people that I've met in my life in recovery, out of all the rooms, out of all the rehabs, out of all the halfway houses, out of all the friends, out of all the, there's no, there's no way you could halfway do it. There's just no way. But we're going to get to that in one second, I promise. Oh, shit, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. We have some breaking news. And the breaking news comes in the form of a segment that we like to call Mini Holidays. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Mini Holidays, because every day is a holiday.
1: I like turtles.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm in the process of trying to get some, uh, trying to get an OnlyFans page up and some some merch that's going to say, yes, indeed, yes, indeed, mixture of variety, patient zero, and some other shit. Um, I'm just waiting, you know, I'm waiting a little bit for that because I don't want to go through all that and then have two people buy it, you know? But that's my plan. That's my goal. And that's where I'm looking towards. So that'll be fun. But like I said, I don't do this for the money. OnlyFans for porn or for this? Uh, No, just for this. It actually, it gives you an option. It says, is this going to be explicit content? And I'm just like, no. You know, is this going to be like explicit, like pornographic? That's what it says. Pornographic content? I'm like, no. You know, and I know uh, a lot of OnlyFans do have a lot of porn shit on it. But I'm just, I don't look at it like that. I just look at it like whatever's the most popular right now. Because I was going to do Patreon. And Patreon is still kind of popular, of course, but, you know, if OnlyFans is the one that's popping right now, then that's what I'm going to go for. And I mean, at least give it a shot. I got nothing to lose. Shit. I'm not doing this for the money, you know? I just want people to listening. I just want people to listen. And speaking of listening, it is International Vlogging Day. International Vlogging Day. So that's cool. Video blogs which I think is a great idea for people that are interested in blogging, maybe, uh, but don't actually want to write stuff down or type it, I should say. Um, you know, this way you could actually do a video blog instead. Um, that actually sounds pretty fun to do. That's kind of close to a, to a podcast, I would say. Um, It's also National Duran Duran Appreciation Day. So I don't know anybody who likes Duran Duran. Maybe my pops. I I have no idea. Um, But shouts to Duran Duran and shouts to anybody who is celebrating that appreciation day. Because that's what it is. And hopefully you guys enjoy yourself. Just wild out today. Just wild out with the... Duran Duran Day. And their haircuts. Yes. I think Longus says that their haircuts. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it is also National Lazy Day. All right. Too bad that could have been uh, yesterday for a lazy Sunday, I guess. But maybe at least for now, maybe for the rest of the night, you could be as lazy as possible. And then you could say... you celebrated that day celebrated the mini holiday that's what it's about let's see if my tea is cool now yes indeed yes indeed i don't know how lazy i'm gonna be doing i have uh two bags of black tea and when i do the show and by the time the show is done it's 10 p.m eastern time and i'm just like wide awake i gotta do it national s'mores day it is also national s'mores day it's definitely still summer ladies and gentlemen and it is you know a perfect day to go camping and it is a perfect day for some s'mores and i also heard today unfortunately this is very depressing actually but i also heard that tonight is the last time that the sun sets after eight o'clock that is very depressing very depressing because now it's like i don't mind the fall I, i like the fall but the fact that summer is ending you know i i'm i'm all about like living in the moment staying present and enjoying all these days so i don't just wake up in one day and it is fall But I also know that that's going to happen. I also know that in a blank, and not even fall, because I love fall. I love Halloween. I love hoodie season. I love, you know, the cool temperatures outside. You know, I love it all. But that just means it's closer to winter, and that also means that it's closer to another year and that also means that you know it's a lot of things and it just shows that time is going too fast could sand a spoon in it oh that's true i could i guess do that all right so we also have ladies and gentlemen since it's already 9.30, because I'm just yapping and yapping already. National Shapewear Day, it is National Shapewear Day, I don't even know what they're talking about. Shapewear, I really couldn't even tell you. Yes exactly, Linga longa Yeah it's strong, I mean I like it like that. Um, I definitely like it strong, but I just, you know, for the fact that I drink like a uh, cup before the show, like an hour before the show and then during the show and then afterwards, I'm just like wide awake. It is also national spoil your dog day. National spoil your dog day. So I'm going to have to uh, tell some people about that. Tell some friends about that if they don't know. Not like it's different than any day because they spoil their dog all the time. It is also Smithsonian Day. Uh, What is that, like a museum or something? I forgot what that is. (laughs) Probably, Probably sounded real stupid right there, but it's all right. Also, it is Victory Day. Just simple as that. Victory Day. Victory Day, also known as VJ Day and VJ Day. V-J Day. Also known as Vagina Day. No, just kidding. All right. Lastly, it is World Lion Day. World Lion Day. Shout to all the lions. I'm sure they are happy about that, that it is their day. And they are roaring with excitement. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Mini Holidays for Monday, August 10th. Give it up one time. Give it up one time. All right, all right, all right. Alright, so here we are once again. I am here with you, you are here with me, and we are in the moment. I gotta do my little mindfulness bell. Ready? Deep breath, staying in the moment. That's what we do. I don't think I think I skipped over that on the list of what we talk about on the show. We also do some mindfulness practices and mindfulness shows as well. Because it's all it's all connected, I feel like. Mindfulness, mental illness addiction, the way that I present it anyway, it's, um, it's all connected. So, like I said, I have a lot going on right now. I am uh, distracted in many ways. doing tonight's podcast, but it was not going to hold me back from doing it, so here I am, and I figured that this was definitely an important one, because even though I've shared my story before, with 500 days, I feel like this is what I gotta do, so what I what I gotta say before I start my story is that I am very happy to be in recovery and to have sobriety, some sobriety under my belt. Because before, in my active using days, if I had this amount of stress or this amount of anxiety or this much uh, distraction or this much anything, I would just turn to using. I would just get high no ifs ands or buts right i mean that's just that was my go to um so now i just approach life on life's terms as they say and as it comes you know i could do my best to deal with what i need to deal with but then at the same time also happy to have a higher power watching out for me And also knowing that there's only certain things that I can change. And there's only certain things that I cannot change. And I got to focus on that as well. And for all that, and for all those reasons, I'm able to stay clean and sober another day. And it's the best feeling in the world. No matter what is happening around me, the world could be you know falling apart it basically is now but the world could be falling apart and my world inside my head could be falling apart and everything could be falling apart but i all, always 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 know that i can be grateful for my sobriety because for me there's no there's no possible mental health There's no possible family, there's no possible loving friends, there's no possible job, there's no possible feeling okay about myself if I don't have sobriety. That's just the bottom line. Um, And I do know that I know that that is the biggest domino that's sitting there, that if that domino goes, then that means I lose friends. You know, once again, I lose family. Once again, I lose job. Once again, I lose my apartment. Once again, I lose, you know, everything. Um, So no matter how hard things get, I have to realize and be grateful that I'm not in those situations. So what I'm what I'm not going to do. What I'm not going to do now, um, maybe on another podcast, maybe not. What I'm not going to do is tell my horror stories and my war stories about when I was getting high. Because first of all, you got to think. in when I was 16 years old is when I started weed and drinking, smoking weed and drinking. And it was covering up for a mental illness problem that i didn't know that i had but it was instant gratification it was helping those symptoms immediately it was self-medicating that's what i was doing i was self-medicating what i'm not going to do uh especially because we don't have time is i'm not going to talk about from that period up until i went into rehab for the first time in 2012. The show is not too long for that. And I also don't feel like I need to get into it. Because first of all, I'm going to get triggered 100%. Number two, someone listening to this who's in recovery might actually get triggered because of some of my stories and of you know, because of how graphic they are. And then also, obviously, we don't have time. So this is where I'm going to start in 2012 mother's day actually mother's day 2012 I went into rehab now I lost everything I was was living out of my car And I had to move back up to New York because I didn't know what else to do. I was living in Florida and I had a family in New York and that was, you know, they didn't know how bad my problem was. So they accepted me back. So I was actually living in my mom's basement for a little bit. And in that small amount of time, I was, you know, stealing cash, manipulating, pawning everything in the house, real addict shit. Right. So in my mind, what I was going to do is basically for my mom, go to rehab. Now, rehab never works if you do it for somebody else. People will tell you that all day long, like especially if you have like kids and stuff, you know, go to rehab for your kid. Okay, well, yeah, to get my kid back from, you know, uh, drug court or something like that, who I haven't seen in six months and I'm dying to see them and I want to see them grow up. I have to go to rehab and complete this for them. Yes, that is true. I'm not going to argue with that. But as far as like to keep sustained recovery, that's a different story. Because what happens when you get the kid back and now you're still stuck with yourself and you're still stuck with your problems and you're still stuck with your emotions and you're still stuck with everything. And if you're truly not doing it for yourself... Also, it's just uh, not gonna work. So I wanted to stop, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I wasn't just doing this for my mom, but I wanted to stop, but I went to um, rehab for the first time in my life and learned a lot. I learned a lot. It was it was a rehab in a hospital. Um, I thought it was 30 days. But it was actually twenty-one days because my insurance cut off, which happens a lot sometimes with uh, with rehabs, unfortunately. So, twenty-one days instead of thirty days is a big difference because that nine, you know, that full nine days, you could definitely learn a lot. But I learned about meetings. It was the first time I had I was introduced to, I was introduced to a, a AA meeting. An NA meeting, and spirituality. I didn't know the difference between spirituality and religion. You know, so I was introduced to a lot of stuff for those three weeks. But it was like the beginning, beginning, beginning stages of what I was going to go through and where I needed to go and what I needed to experience and what I needed to learn. So the nurses there at the rehab were telling me, you know, this 21 days is not enough for you. And I was like, I agree. And she's like, well, we have this opportunity for you to go to this halfway house. I was like a halfway house like I'm thinking like that's what people, you know, they go to when they come home from prison or something I'm like a halfway house. All right. How long is that? They're like, oh, anywhere between six and nine months. I was like, God damn. That's a little different than 21 days. But it was the best decision that I've ever made in my life. Now, I do remember that they had to wait for a bed to open up. They needed to wait for a bed to open up. And in that process, they put me in a homeless shelter where there was drugs rampant. Right. So talk about a true test. And I never used, never got high, kept my ball, kept my ball, kept my eye on the prize. And then finally, a bed opened up. It was like after like a week or so. So I was there for nine months. For the last, for the entire time that I was there, not only did I meet some incredibly you know, wonderful people, um, a handful of them I still talk to today and consider them either best friends or like a brother or sister to me or both. But of course you're going to get close to somebody living with them for nine months but during the actual house there was meetings and it was chores and it was strict as far as the rules but not really but it was kind of exactly what you needed to tell an addict because an addict will you will think that it's my way or no way like it's my rules what i say goes or i'm gonna use type shit. Or on top of that, manipulating. I mean, you can imagine the manipulation that took place in that house. Um, And I was part of that, too. I'm not going to lie. I was part of that. I met this guy and, uh, you know, obviously you get like lonely in that house and you want some companionship and whatever. And, you know, sex in general was strictly prohibited anyway in that house, but, uh the time that I was there, there was no gay guys there anyway, so I wouldn't even attempt it. You know, there was definitely guys and girls hooking up in that house. You have a co-ed ha- co co-ed house, of course that's gonna happen. But so I started talking to this guy online, and we weren't supposed to have our phones either. That was another thing. The it it, it kind of the rules kind of faded at different times but so my manipulation game was to say that you know this person was my sponsor and then I would go out with him hang out with him for three hours come back you know so still in my mind I was kind of doing like sketchy shit like that and so was everybody else we were still babies in the recovery game but we were you know we were there we we went during the day we went to Uh during the day we left the house and went to a day program rehab, which was four hours, and we learned a lot there as well. So it was just non-stop recovery, recovery, recovery. At night we went to a meeting. Four hours during the day, we went to an adult day, you know, program. Meetings when we came home, you know, chores and and stuff being strict and things that we had to do a certain way. You know, so it was a perfect way to start anyway, of like this is what Recovery looks like now. People were definitely very happy and proud of themselves, as they should, of course. Um, the first time that you're in recovery and you have like a 30 day coin in AA or a 30 day key tag in NA, and then 60 days, and then 90 is like a big party, like 90 is like you celebrate, like you do for a year, like you get cake and you get a, a actual coin and you get uh, speakers for you and stuff, and it's like this whole thing. Alright, so that's all cool and everything, but then afterwards, there's this thing called the pink cloud where every every addict goes on to chill up there for a little bit. Like, everything is really good. I, I got this recovery shit. This is pretty easy. You know, you know, I got this. And then eventually, you fall off the, the pink cloud, and shit starts getting real again. So either shit starts getting real again, or you're already done with your situation, and you leave the house early. If you don't have if you're not on papers, you know, if you're not, if you haven't been arrested, or you're mandated to be there. Or you're just not feeling anymore, you know, sober life, you gave it you gave it a try. Sober life, it is what it is. But I'm just not feeling it anymore. So I want to get high, I really, really, really miss getting high. So that's what I'm going to do. You know, it just depends. Just depends on the individual. And I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I saw a guy actually get so fucking drunk in the house and actually in the house. And obviously there was no, you know, drugs or alcohol in the house. And he actually drank all the hand sanitizer in the house. And that was the last day that there was hand sanitizer in the house. I mean, you know, that's some hardcore shit. They had to bring him to the hospital, then kick him out of the house. That's some hardcore shit. So then... What happens is afterwards, after that pink cloud, that's funny that I say pink cloud and Mr. Pink comes in, just to Mr. Pink, you fall off and you're just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I'm not really feeling it. I kind of really miss getting high. I want to get high right now. I would do anything to get high, you know, and that's just what it is. And another really, really important time when people start slacking addicts as you have all this time building up, you're getting all this praise and you're getting people behind you and you're doing all this work. You're doing the, the 12 steps and you have a sponsor and you're going to rehab and, uh, you know, day, day rehab and you're, you're in a halfway house and you're doing all these things. You celebrate the big one year. God damn, what a beautiful feeling to celebrate the big one year. And then, you know, what starts happening after that? Your time's coming to an end for day rehab. You're getting ready to graduate. You're getting ready to leave the halfway house if you haven't already. You're doing all these things. And you start to, th- you know, you don't have the support group anymore. You, you stop doing the steps. You don't have a sponsor anymore. You stop going to meetings because they're lame. You're kind of sick of it. Been there, done that. You're not going to wait to an entire year until you can celebrate. You know, that's the next time you can celebrate. That's the next big one is two years. So by the time one year comes around, it's really, really difficult on a lot of addicts. And I don't know exactly the percentage, but I know it's very high up there as far as like the amount of addicts and alcoholics who relapse within a couple months after the first year. Mr. Pink says, I'm an alcoholic and hate myself. Well, you definitely don't have to hate yourself. That's just that's that's not even you thinking, bro. That's just the disease. That's just the disease telling you that you hate yourself. It's not it's not a fact. You know, it's just because you are drinking a lot or you feel like you've been in situations where alcohol has affected your life in many ways that you feel like that. But it's not the case. It's not reality. The disease of addiction is fucking deadly, but also it could manipulate your thoughts and it could also make you think things that are not true. It's actually so powerful of a disease that it's a disease that makes that tells you that you don't have a disease. What kind of sick shit is that? It's a disease. That tells you that you don't have a disease, so it's totally okay to have a, a, another drink. It's totally okay to go to rehab next month instead of tomorrow. You know, it's totally it's totally fine to abuse your girlfriend. You know, whatever. I'm just pulling these things out of my ass, but you know what I mean? It's it's crazy. It's just it's really crazy and sick and twisted. But after that time, it's very 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 difficult. So for me. I made it until around a year and a half. And that's what I was saying earlier on the show. If I can make it to September 28th, that'll be a year and a half for me. And that'll be a milestone that'll probably bring a tear to my eye. If not, if not an all out (laughs) balling, you know, who knows? We'll we'll cross that bridge. But if I can make it to that point, it's going to be a huge milestone in my recovery. So the longest that I've ever had prior to this currently right now, is a year and a half, and I made it to a year and a half and I fucked up and everything fucked up. Everything fucked up. My significant other lost his mind. My family lost their mind. They didn't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? Am I gonna give it another shot? Am I okay? Well, I wasn't okay. Because I just continued to use, but then I tried to be slick about it. I tried to be slick about it and maybe people wouldn't know, you know, that type of shit. But when you're living with somebody, it's almost impossible. It's not like you could just isolate and say, oh, everything is fine. Uh, You know, I'm in my apartment by myself. So it wasn't like that. So I had to go back once again to that day, rehab, and try it for a second time, which is like a six-month program. And then went back to meetings and, you know, tried to get some time and whatever and being like, oh, my God, I cannot believe, like, what a letdown I am. What a piece of shit I am. You know, I can't believe I'm doing this again. Like, why couldn't I get it the first time? All that shit that the, the disease is just filling my mind up with, right? So then I get better. I got some time. And something happened. I forgot exactly what happened. But it was like just one one time, just out of nowhere. It was just like I was really having a bipolar you know, moment, like a mental health issue that I had a lot of mental illness and mental health uh, issues that were not addressed during all this because I was just focusing on the addiction for the last eight years and I wasn't focusing on my mental health until about the last... Year and a half, which kind of plays up to where I'm at now. So I fucked up and I went right back to that rehab again. It was like they knew me there. It was like my second home, but it was embarrassing. You know, it was fucking embarrassing. So then what happens? Again, I get some months clean. somehow got a job working with people with mental illness but what I knew in my head was that I know that people with mental illness have medication so in my head already the disease had me and once I got my opportunity I took massive amounts of medication narcotics narcotics I remember it was Percocets a bunch of clonopin, and I can't remember the last thing another Benzo and I drove my car got in my car actually I was passed out first in the office and one of the residents got me up I don't know how long I was sleeping there Cause I did the overnight shift and I got in my car and I pulled away. And the last thing that I remember, I woke up in a psych ward. I thought I was in jail. I thought I was waking up in jail, but it was actually a psych ward. And what they told me was that I totaled my car, totaled my car. And when the cops came, I told the cops that I deliberately did it and I wanted to kill myself i don't remember any of that got in the back of a cop car don't remember any of that went to the er don't remember any of that and woke up like a day and a half later in the psych ward with no more car and over the next couple months once i got out and shit like that i had to go to court lost my license I mean, a shit show. Everything was building up. Everything was getting worse and worse and worse and worse. The more times that I relapsed, Mr. Pink says, I feel like I need rehab, but admitting it and taking that step is scary as shit. Yes, I totally understand you, you know, like pride and ego gets in the way, you know, but I mean, who are you admitting it to like that? That is going to be a problem admitting it to your family, your, your girl, your, uh, you know, like, is, are you, do you have a a career that you're trying to protect? Like, I mean, it's, this is, this is, if this is really your life and this is where it's going to go um, admitting it is you only have to admit it to yourself, nobody else. Like if, if this is what you feel like you have to do, then this is what you have to do, you know? Cause it's like, how many, how many chances do you want to just get by with the skin of your teeth? You know what I mean? I mean, these are your words. I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I met you in the chat room for two seconds. I'm just saying the only person you have to admit it to is yourself. There's nobody else. Because if you, you know, if you're, if you're dancing with the devil, I'm telling you, there's, you know, there's too many times where it could just be like, oh, shit, that was a close call. Like, I need to stop. And then a month goes by and you don't stop or a week goes by and you don't stop. Like, if you really feel like, wait, wait, hold on. Like, my life is starting to get out of control, and it could probably be a lot more out of control. And I'm telling you right now, if these words are true, then it is going to be only more and more out of control. And speaking of out of control, I lost my license, totaled my car, total shit show. I was in a relationship for like four years at this time. My ex just could not take it. He he was just like he he didn't know what to say anymore. He just couldn't take it. So I went to one rehab in the in the process where I actually left early. It was a 90-day program, 90-day inpatient rehab. And I couldn't do it. It was 186 guys. It was too many, it was too much. I have you know social generalized anxiety. I have all these problems, mental illness and stuff like that. I can't be around people like that um and you know i felt paranoid and stuff like that so i made it for a month and i actually manipulated my boyfriend at the time uh no actually he said no he said absolutely i will not pick you up but i did manipulate my mom in a sense and she picked me up and my boyfriend was mad about that but then after the car shit happened and after I'm thinking like you know this is really like this is too much like first of all I kept thinking like I can't believe that he's still with me Um, I, I, I thought that for a lot because I was just I kept thinking like you know the stuff that I'm putting him through the stuff that I'm putting him through you know like just randomly like my phone was on and on the seat of my car or something like that one time or his car I think it was and he just looked at it and it was just like You know, a naked guy, and he was saying that he likes to party and stuff like that, which is like crystal meth and stuff, and I got all into that. Um you know, that was my drug of choice. That's what sent me to rehab before. But I I liked all drugs. But crystal meth was the one that brought me to my knees. (laughs) In more ways than one. But there was, you know, there was times like that where I was just like, I can't believe. That he's still with me. I'm surprised he didn't break my phone that day, actually. But you know, all I could say is that, like, yeah, he parties, and it was like it was more to me. And even he realized too that it was just a drug thing. Like he, he didn't he didn't think that I was actually like cheating on him, or maybe he did. Maybe maybe he, maybe he thought both. Who knows? But there was a lot of times like that where it was like I was giving this guy so much anxiety, so much worry that was starting to become panic. That my last rehab that I went to, which was in a lot of sense, the rehab that saved my life, even though I relapsed after that. That was 90 days and we were writing back and forth all the time and our relationship, you know, calling, calling when I could use the phone and our relationship still made it. And I was still going through it and I was just, you know, happy and proud of myself that I made it through 90 days and as soon as i got home he started having panic attacks he started having nightmares because he knew that like what was going to happen now i was safe and i was comfortable and i was calling you or taking your phone calls i mean and writing you when you were away because not only were you safe i was safe i didn't have to worry about cheating i didn't have to worry about crazy texas i didn't have to worry about you relapsing or you know breaking shit or you know, whatever, stealing more meds from from work because that happened at another time as well. That happened at a different job that I had. Same exact thing, and I got fired and I was like pleading with them that they wouldn't arrest me. Now, when I got out of that rehab and I was so happy to see Actually, I think he was my fiance at that time, and we were planning the wedding. We were doing the whole nine, and it was like, you know, life is going to get good again, and I'm going to stick with this. And after making the wedding list, guest list, we started making the west the, the wedding guest list, and um. probably was like a couple months after that that, you know he told me that he couldn't do it anymore and so obviously that crushed me to the point where all I wanted to do was use drugs of course but instead I used a different type of drug which is a guy cause like a guy having sex with is like a sex addiction I'm not saying that I had a sex addiction but it kind of Came into play when it was just like, what's the number one thing that I can do to distract myself and make myself forget about this breakup that we were about to get married and now we're fighting and you know I'm pawning the ring and we're still living together and it's just like chaos, like when am I gonna move out and all that? So I meet somebody else. You know, at that time I was still trying to be sober. But the pain just hurt too, too, it was just too strong. The pain was just too much. Um, you know, cause this guy was everything to me, That my fiance was everything to me, but it, you know, as bad as that hurt, it, it hurt even worse knowing that it was all because of me, you know, like, why couldn't I stop? Why couldn't I just get clean? Why couldn't I just stay sober this whole time? Why couldn't I just focus on my mental illness? you know, of course he had his flaws, of course, and of course our relationship had our flaws. But why couldn't I just stay clean, you know? And that's unfortunately part of my, sto- my sober story, <laughs> which I know is over than an hour, and I'm not even done yet. I was in a alcoholic abusive relationship that he was pissed drunk i had a babysitter around town and he was abusive to me and he used to piss the bed just so i would have just so i would forget about that relationship as much as possible and then when that relationship started going sour i started talking to my fiance again but only as friends and really at that time like who knows where it would go you know like what he would have saw that i really made a change or whatever But all we wanted to do was be friends. And I was just happy to have him in my life. But little did he know. That I was using. For the last three months of that previous relationship with uh, the alcoholic. So just being friends with him. I did something. On a dating app, which I would have never thought that he would be on it for some reason. And I put in code words for uh, Tina, for partying, you know, which is crystal meth. And I've done that already. While in Albany. Where I was living. And he took a screenshot of it and texted to me. And... At that point realizing that i was never going to stop and i was never going to change and he said he had to close the book on me for sure out of his life never talk to him again and um you know it was was probably the worst day of my life probably because now i can't even have him as a friend you know this is the most important person in my life but (laughs) I have to be real with you guys because whoever's listening to this, and if you're still listening, this is the shit that happens. You know, this is not unnormal. This is not, you know, this is addict shit. This is addict behavior. This is addict relationship. You know, and and who am I to trigger him as far as using? you know he had at that time he had like five six years clean and sober that he had to fight for and now he has a crazy you know boyfriend like doing crazy shit so he shut the the book on me for for good and um no friends or anything so obviously you can imagine at that point i started using a, a lot more and a lot harder uh and then i started using crystal meth a lot more as well. And then when I lost my mind, basically, that time that I was alone in my apartment, I figured that I can fake it to my family. And if I faked it to my family and said that I was clean and sober, that maybe I can Go live with them again because once again I was getting evicted. And somehow that happened. I had definitely a couple slip ups. Um, I mean, I was already slipping up, of course, this whole time, but a couple slip ups were like I, I almost blew my cover type shit. Um, you know, but it was still happening. And then I moved again and I had a roommate and I was decent for a little bit when I had a roommate. You know, he was checking up on checking up on me and uh you know, I was telling him that I was going to meetings and I actually was. I was going to meetings and you know, I was walking, and I still didn't have my license and shit. <laughs> and then uh you know i remember celebrating before that before i got a a roommate i remember celebrating um at a meeting that i had two years clean And my mom gave me the coin for the celebration and was so, uh, you know, it was just beside herself, like so happy and everybody was clapping and everybody, you know, in, in my mind, it was just so fake, so fake and such bullshit. So I don't recommend that at all. Ladies and gentlemen, um, don't ever fake it like no matter how hard it's gonna be to say that you're using again or you relapse it's definitely not gonna be as bad as holding it in and not telling anybody so the guilt and shame got to me and uh I locked myself in my room, my roommate would check on me every once in a while, but I would barely say anything or say that I'm okay, leave me alone. (laughs) And for three days straight, I did three and a half grams of crystal meth and uh, with the attempts of obviously getting super high, but also taking my life in the process because it was too much a human body should not consume that much meth it was just way too much I mean maybe because I did it over a, a period of two and a half days instead of just one day and one shot maybe but in my mind I was still going out with a bang and instead I went back to the psych ward That was March 27th, 2019. So when I woke up that first night and I was clean and didn't have any substances, well, I maybe still had substances in me, but as far as like I didn't put any new ones in me and it was like getting flushed out and whatever was in my system, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I wasn't getting high at all on March 28th, 2019 which is my newest clean date. I wish I could say last and only clean date, but I can't, unfortunately. It is a one day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time program, and you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. You know, nobody nobody knows. There's people that have 25 years that slip up and have a relapse and, you know, die or or whatever. You never know. But what I do know is for these past... 500 days I've been pushing and fighting harder than ever before 100% doing this for myself being single for the longest I've been working on my mental health status and my mental illness for the longest that I've ever been having the most consistent therapy straight through having the straight through the most straight through Um, monitored medication, therapy, and the whole nine. And I'm still fighting and I will still fight. And hopefully somebody heard this and needed to hear it. And that is my sober story. 100%. Made me who I am today. Today is 501 days. So I'm just going to keep it moving. Have a good night, guys. Hopefully I'll see you back at it tomorrow. 9 p.m. Eastern Time.